Get ready for a journey into the heart of Bridgeport politics with In Absentia, a new podcast from Connecticut Public's investigative team, The Accountability Project. Learn about the city's past and present political dysfunction and the systems that enable it. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts. Funding provided by Joe Zimmel and Valerie Friedman. You can get it if you really want. You can get it if you really want. All right, so we're going to do something unusual here. We've just completed our regularly scheduled episode of The Nose, and we decided to do sort of an extra little mini podcast about one thing. I'm not quite sure why we're dealing with it this way, although I do have to tell you something, once again, kind of break the fourth wall a little bit. This is not an interesting detail at all, but every day I come into the studio, and and there's a Slack feed here, and there's another thing called uh, assistant producer. I basically just have to let everybody else who I can't see uh, know that I'm here and I'm ready to get going. And so I sign in simply by typing the words, I am Groot. And I do this every day. I've been doing it for years. They've developed Groot emojis so they can respond to me. Uh, And I guess the other thing that I have to tell you before I introduce the panel uh, is Groot, if this means nothing to you, uh, Groot is a character in the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise. Groot is more or less a tree. Uh, when we first meet him in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, he's a big tree, but he's, you know, he, he can say, I am Groot. That is the only thing that he ever says. Uh, he's, you know, kind of constructively violent most of the time. <laughs> uh, but somehow or other, uh, I forget exactly the circumstances, but because of something that happens to him, he is reduced to a tiny, tiny, tiny pre-sapling, a baby Groot. Uh, and uh, what is cl- what has clearly happened here is that uh, animators have fallen in love with this baby Groot, uh, and they want to do something more with him. So there is a, there are now five animated short subjects available on Disney Plus in a series called I Am Groot. Here to talk about those, Sam Haddleman works in music publishing public, public ah, he works in music public <laughs> relations. I shouldn't try to do an extra show after the first one. And hosts the Sam Haddleman Show at Radio Free Brooklyn. Sean Murray is a stand-up comedian, writer, and the host of the Nobody Asked Sean, S-H-A-W-N, podcast. And Irene Papoulis teaches writing at Trinity College. Um, Irene, I'm going to begin with you because uh, your life is is spent because you are constantly pursuing academic subjects and thinking deeply about life. I, I knew almost without having to be told that you would have no idea who Groot was. Uh, so talk about what, what your sort of first blush experience here with baby Groot might have been. Okay. Yes, you are correct um, that is, in that assumption. And so my experience was at first, I was thinking, of course, of my child who's now 26, but I was thinking how, he, I mean, he loved Teletubbies who didn't really talk. So how would he think about this? And and I think he would love the visual, like just the, the representation. He's a he's a charming character. But why the machine guns? I, I you know, why did <laughs> why why was there so much why did there have to be so much violence in there? That that kind of bothered me. And I think even it would have bothered bothered him as a it seems like it's it would be pitched if it's pitched for children to very young children relatively, but who is it pitched for? Is it for adults or what are these shorts for? I don't even know. All right. Well, fair questions. I I think if you'd seen the Guardians movies, you'd understand why they're so violent. But I mean, 
Sean, in a way, that's what they're playing with a little bit. They're playing with the charm. I mean, what if Teletubbies were really occasionally quite violent? Uh, And and what if Teletubbies were, when they weren't violent, just kind of borderline crabby, which is Baby Groot often has this kind of scowl on his face, both in the Guardians movies and and in these shorts. What if he were both charmingly innocent, like a Teletubby, and also capable of great mayhem? I, I think that's the knife's edge they're running their thumb down. That that seems to be what it is uh, for me as well. I mean, that's like in in the, the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, Groot is, you know, full-grown tree. And, um, and you know, it's absurd to have a tree wielding a machine gun, but it's like at least when he's an adult, you can say, like, you know, he's allowed to do this. And then in the second Guardians movie, he becomes a little tree, or he becomes a little tree at the beginning of the, end of the first movie. But that's not the point. The point is, in the second movie, he's a little guy, and now he's got guns and he's got bombs and stuff. And it's like, well, this is absurd. It's like, are we allowed to let him do this? And it's like there's a scene in Guardians 2 where he's, like, supposed to be uh, setting off a bomb, but, like, he doesn't. He's not comprehending right because he's just a little baby tree and, and they have to like tell him not to press this button and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's just a fun little thing. It's a lark, you know. It's like it's, you know, I, I think these, these, these shorts are, um, I'm glad that they're shorts. I'm glad they're five minutes. I'm glad they didn't try to turn it into like a full length, uh, not even full five minutes. They're like three and a half minutes. I'm glad they didn't try to turn it into like a full 30 minute uh uh, show because there's not enough story there. It's, it's you know, it is an interesting dynamic at play. It's like, um, like the episode where he's like stepping on that civilization and like him learning about like he's like I'm a god for a second and then like they're attacking me. There's interesting things at play, but it's not it's not a lot. All right, so uh, before we go to Sam, uh, it was hard for us to pull a clip because this is very close to a silent movie comedy style. The exception being the uh, I believe fifth and final uh, short where we get to hear a little bit more thanks to the appearance uh, of Rocket, the raccoon who is voiced by Bradley Cooper. Uh, Vin Diesel, by the way, is the voice of Groot at all times. Although amusingly, uh, at the end when they run the credits, you find out like who, which Slovenian actor was saying I am Groot <laughs> in Slo- in the Slovenian version of this, uh, and and so on. But anyway, here's a, a little clip from short number five called Magnum Opus. Groot, are you okay? Groot, are you dead? Oh yeah, you're right there. What the? Wait, are those the ship's fuel rods? Ah! Wait, how'd you get the walls wet and on fire? Wait, what's that? Is that Drax's soap? He's been looking everywhere for this. He won't shut up about it. Groot, why does it look like a bomb went off in here? Groot? A bomb did go off! What? How did you get... Hey, hey, don't give me that look. Don't think you're getting out of this by being cute. What? Why are you handing me this? What is this? More trash? Better be a written apology. Let's see this. Oh. Oh, look how big you are. Oh, this is very nice. Then we gotta get this frame. Put up at the top of the fridge. I can't stay mad at you, can I? We should say one of the conceits of the movie uh, and the franchise itself is that Rocket the Raccoon, who's this genetically altered and pretty very violent and kind of psychopathic uh, figure, is in loco parentis with Groot. He's the only person who seems to be able to understand every time uh, Groot says, I am Groot, it means something else. And through inflections, he somehow or other knows what it actually does mean. So it was fun to see that relationship again in these little shorts. But but Sam, Sam, first of all, all we should say if you're a busy person, the whole experience of watching the five shorts, I believe, encompasses 15, 15 minutes. So, I mean, there's that, right? 
Yeah, um, I I hate that you already talked about how he's voiced by Vin Diesel because I think that's hysterical and something that's kind of like overlooked. Um, but I did think it was funny that like I was more entertained with these shorts than I was like the last three Marvel releases. I'm so marveled out. I'm so good on all of it. I don't care about Phase Five, Six, Seven. I'm just maybe I'm an adult. Maybe I pay taxes now. But I was really entertained by Groot. I was like. Oh my god, this is adorable. This is so funny. Like, of course, there's like a smart little like, you know, obviously the thing that Sean mentioned where he is a god and he steps on these like little guys. But I was just like, I can take this at face value. It's like adorable. Also, it's like a mute, like you said, it's almost like a silent film. So that you have to have that aspect to it. Like, there's a little bit of a complications, but overall, just kind of adorable. Right. We should say that that observation and others uh, really belong to our producer, Jonathan McPants, who is the only person to write any kind of detailed analysis about this as we were getting ready to do this thing. And Irene, it does. You know, Jonathan pointed out you you can't watch it without thinking of Charlie Chaplin because there's very little that's spoken here. It's slapstick comedy. And, you know, and to your point about violence— one thing that I would say is that slapstick comedy is violent. In fact, one of the keys, I believe, to slapstick comedy, one of the things that makes us laugh is that something really painful is happening to Inspector Clouseau or Buster Keaton or whoever. It's not happening to us, and we kind of know it's mostly not real. And so there's a kind of release that comes with that. Uh, but um, I'm also, Irene, just thinking also about maybe little kids who've never seen Charlie Chaplin or Buster Keaton or any kind of silent comedy. Uh, I'd rather show them Charlie Chaplin or Buster Keaton than this, because I think that I don't know. I don't find that release. I mean, remember that show, America's Funniest Home Videos? I was always horrified by those, like, because it's laughing at funny, you know, people's pain. I don't know. I just, I'm sorry. I don't find that very funny. And all those little guys, I felt sorry for them, the little guys in the Groot movie. You know, couldn't he have some kind of, can he help them out a little bit? Because he knew what it was like to be a little guy and from what had just happened to him. No, it didn't. So that's why I feel like it's for kids, especially it's there's there's a toxicness to it because it's kind of it's kind of um sanctioning that kind of violence that in a way that charlie you know charlie chaplin and buster keaton yeah there's there's a certain kind of violence in slapstick and people falling down and stuff but it's not mean in the in the sense that i feel maybe it's you know maybe i should go back and look again but i i didn't feel it as mean in the same way that i do with with this you know there's mean and there's sort of like why would you ever want to collaborate, you know, uh, with, with these people, you, you just have to kill them because they're, they're your enemy. And I know little kids, you know, that appeals to them, the good guys and the bad guys, but something disturbs me about it. I'm, I'm just making a little note on my Nathan Fielder style flow chart. Uh, do not have Tosh 4.0 on or whatever it's Tosh 0. Uh, <laughs> when Irene comes over to visit. Okay. After, <laughs> now not make that He's mistake. funny though. I actually, I think he's kind of funny, but that's but, like people, those the, are, that's people crashing their go-karts into walls at high speeds and <laughs> falling 30 right. feet through the air nah. off their skateboards. Okay. <laughs> I have to rethink this. <laughs> I, I will rethink this. Can I just say, um, I just I feel like this Groot uh, I am Groot I think a, a, a interesting parallel would be like Tom and Jerry right mm-hmm. Tom and Jerry was essentially like a silent uh, cartoon um, they had the Buster Keaton sort of elements to, to it but it's like that, they were very violent but like I didn't get anything like negative out of it, it just like cats and mice are enemies that's you know what I mean like so 
that's what I got out of it. I'm not, I'm not criticizing Irene necessarily. I'm just saying, like, I feel like there is, <laughs> there's a certain amount of, especially with this group thing, where it's like when he's stepping on the, the little, the little guys, and then like they retaliate. It's like I think the the fact that he is supposed to be like a baby is sort of like he doesn't necessarily understand like why what he did was wrong initially, and then he, you know what I mean? Like I think it's it's him sort of understanding it in real time, and, and like not necessarily dealing with the consequences because why would a a baby tree know to go like you know what I mean like I just I just might have killed all these little guys I'm gonna just put the rock back over here and cover it up and not deal with it you know what I mean right. I think it's also wrong to mention yeah. Tom and Jerry and not mention Itchy and Scratchy Itchy and Scratchy yeah which is which is like Itchy and Scratchy was like the version of this it's that the, you it's really the, not like right well it's the Tarantino version of Tom and Jerry Itchy and Scratchy by the way is a, a series that the Simpson kids watch uh, and it's basically Tom and Jerry but it's blood spattered and <laughs> but they kill. But they both kill. You know, they both hit each other back and forth. It always goes back and forth, as opposed to just killing them. You know, they don't kill each other, and then they're not, then they're gone. Well, that's I, was thinking, I was thinking about the Wiley Coyote yeah. and the Roadrunner. I was like, you know, the Wiley Coyote was trying to essentially commit manslaughter every single or whatever he is man like slaughter every Road single episode. Slaughter. Yeah, yeah Roadrunner slaughter every <laughs> single episode. If you think about. Like the Looney Tunes stuff that you'd be fine with your kids watching. Bugs Bunny's kind of like a homicidal freak, if you think about it. So I'm totally grew with fine with Groot taking a misstep when, you know, Bugs Bunny's out here shooting people during his piano solos. Yeah, like Daffy Duck was getting shot in the face <laughs> and getting his bill spun around to the back of his head. <laughs> you know but then I mean? he lived. Then he lived to go to, to retaliate, right? <laughs> does that make it different? Yeah, I but what, what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is, right, like thinking about from a, a child's perspective, right? Like if you were going to, I never imitated anything I saw in Looney Tunes or Tom and Jerry or even Itchy and Scratchy, which is my favorite of all three. Um, but, uh, be, but like you don't recognize that like if you shoot someone in the face, their bill is going to spin to the back of their head and they can put it back. Because like, like as a kid, you don't know that's possible. So if you're going to imitate it, you would. And thankfully, I don't know anyone who's tried to shoot the, the face off of a duck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that, that's a quote that could be really freestanding, I think. And uh, no, I mean the, the, the laws of physics in cartoons are different. If you hit somebody in the head with a frying pan, their sh their head assumes temporarily the shape of the frying pan handle and all that's kind of the way things work. I, I, the one thing that I would say is that I would really recommend to people if if they're intrigued by Groot or they think they may watch this. One way that you could maybe sort of prepare yourself, and maybe we should have had Irene do this, is to watch the title sequence of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Uh, just to remind people, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy have been hired to deal with an interdimensional space monster that's coming to steal batteries or something. Uh, and while they're having this titanic struggle with this horrible monster that's constantly on the verge of killing them, um, the entire time, kind of in the foreground, Baby Groot, has hooked up uh, a speaker set and he's dancing to ELO's song Mr. Blue uh, in this very sort of joyful way even as like horrible things miss him by inches uh, and in a way it sort of maybe sets the tone I, I guarantee you so that answers my question then Colin about yeah. why you would want to have that as your as your as your identity as your, your assumed <laughs> identity right yes yes well also yeah. I, I just know that the animators watched that scene in particular and thought wow he is just fun to animate in terms of his facial expressions and how he moves and what you can get him to do and the fact that it's still he's still ultimately a tree so maybe there's some things you can't have him do uh, I, I just feel like that's 
That's why there is an I Am Groot five-part <laughs> animated short series on Disney+. Plus. Can I say one the last thing? Of course you can, Sean. Yeah. I think also, I think, Irene, you're probably not going to watch the Guardians movies, and I don't blame <laughs> you. I love those movies, but I, don't, I wouldn't blame you for not watching them. But I think the context of who Groot is makes would sort of also uh, spell out a little bit why he's so violent, right? So, like, in the... The first Guardians movie, him and Rocket Raccoon, who's, as Colin mentioned, is a psychopathic, violent person, are like mercenaries, right? Yeah. And then, so then Groot is, at the end of the movie, he gets turned into this little tree. So he's still the violent mercenary that he was before. It's the same guy, but now he's been reduced back to the, the mentality of a child, right? So, like, he doesn't know, he's, like, he's always dealt with things violently, and his best friend, and I guess technically his guardian uh rocket raccoon is the most violent person in the universe but he's a baby you know what i mean like, it's like that juxtaposition that like uh, sort thank of like you yes yeah. that explains we, a lot we should have had you, you watch a little bit of guardians just to prepare you for this well i i didn't expect quite as exhaust so exhaustive uh an exegesis and analysis uh <laughs> of of the five-part 15 minute long animated Groot series, but I'm thrilled to have had one. So thanks once again to Sam Haddleman, Sean Murray, Irene Papoulis. We're going to go now. Thanks for listening to this podcast extra and stay with us for other podcast fun. Mm-hmm.